Welcome back. So it's been a little while since my last uh, podcast episode. I haven't been in my martial arts class for a few few weeks now. I've been struggling with my depression a little, kind of feeling overwhelmed with the business that I'm working on. And so we also changed location. And because, well, one of the things that's hard for people with Asperger's is when you change routine. And so I, I had a routine that I was used to doing when it came to my class and it, it's different now. The, the whole routine was changed. And so because the routine was changed, we, uh, I, I have to handle some internal adjustment in order to make that all work. And so that's kind of what I've been uh, working on. At the moment, I am on my way to class. I, I think that I've done a pretty decent job kind of working on it and so I'm just trying to continue to work on it for the time being the only thing I can really do is to keep working on it is to go to class so that, that's what I'm doing sometimes there isn't really anything you can do except what's in front of you even when you've got something like Asperger's syndrome and, or you've got a mental disability, sometimes there's nothing you can do except go forward. But that's not always an easy thing to do. In fact, sometimes it can be difficult and sometimes it can be painful. Now, I, I'm fully aware that there's no real logical reason for like feeling this level of nervousness and anxiety just because of a change of routine but I, I mean I don't really have a reason for having Asperger's like I had no control over that the, for having high functioning autism it's just it is what it is and I either make the most of it or I let it control me now I admit there are times where I can't you know just stop stop it from doing what it's going to do sometimes there there is no stopping it at least not immediately I, kind of, I like to think of it as kind of a you know when you're in a car and you're trying to get up to speed and like when, when you're unable to get up to speed you're going to be the slow one in traffic you're not going to be able to merge as easily when other people are zooming past you and other things it's just that, that's the way it is when you drive but when you're up to speed it's a lot easier to start maneuvering around the other vehicles who are moving at similar speeds that you are it just it takes me a little longer to get up to speed sometimes uh, so to speak and so at the moment I kind of feel like I'm just starting to get up to speed to the point where I can kind of start setting into a new routine and so here we, here we go, working on a new routine. So this will be my second class with my new sensei. Uh, not, I, I'm excited. Well, second, second class with Sensei Beardsley. Uh, I haven't been to my Saturday class in a while as well. Uh, I, I also was having a lot of chest pain, and the last time I had chest pain like that, I had a gallstone attack and so uh, I decided I was going to take it easy rather than risk 
the gallstone attack and then what started as taking it easy turned into full-on anxiety for uh, routine change generally I, I I try not to think of like small routine changes <clears throat> rather than I try to just think of routine changes being part of my life if that makes sense and it doesn't always work out quite that easy but when I try to just well life changes and that that's the way it is and if I routinely experience those changes and acknowledge that I'm going to routinely experience them then it, it gets easier to manage those changes to work with them rather than feel like you're working against them <clears throat> so I'm not really entirely sure how to relate that to business at the moment except that things change in business like I, I, I keep wondering how I can best serve other people <clears throat> and I keep thinking about that word serve and like other business uh, entrepreneurs who are more influential who've been doing this for a while they'll say things like we're called to serve uh, re remember we're here to help people and things like that and like I, I get that but then at the same time they'll say things like don't forget the things you had to do to get where you are don't forget how hard it was be willing to help other people and then but I also see those same people when you're like trying to reach out to them for help or other things or it's like unless you can pay they don't want to help and so I can't help but wonder sometimes like where's that line of so in, in my head there are two kinds of service there is service that you pay for and there is charitable service now all my life I have been taught about charitable service and I, I enjoy doing charitable service but at the same time I know that I can't just give everything away because then you don't have a business in order to have a business you have to sell stuff you have to turn a profit you've got to make some money that, that, that's how you have a business and so I am working on doing that and kind of finding that line in the middle. But I, I don't want to lose this ability to give charitable service as well. When and where I can genuinely see that it's needed. That it would benefit someone. Because not everyone is going to have the money to pay for everything I'm offering and sometimes what they're going to need is not something that money can provide they might just need a confident word or two to give them a little courage to accomplish what it is they're trying to to get it where it is that they're trying to go and it, I, I want to be able to recognize those moments like what this person needs is not like if I just get a direct message or something like that what this person needs is not to buy this course or buy that product all they need is to be told that they can do it 
by someone who's already done it. And so when I get to that point where I have succeeded in the way that I want to for myself and for my family, I want to be able to tell other people that they can do it as well. It's been kind of eye-opening as I've been working through these last few weeks because it's helped me start determining, I mentioned a bit ago, I want to, I'm trying to figure out how I can best help others. And I'm not always sure how, but I've got over 20 years of tech knowledge that I've been accumulating, uh, several of which I work professionally in IT support and as a software engineer. And so it would be kind of a waste, a little bit of a shame to not utilize that knowledge in some way to help other people. So the question then becomes, if I'm going to use my tech knowledge, how can I best help people? And I know people get stuck, that they get really stuck when they're trying to determine what platform should they use or what's the best way to set up their email account and uh, things like that that are not so challenging for me. In fact, they're pretty easy. But at the same time, I I don't like doing one-on-one tech support. I don't want to... um, I don't want to do that. I I don't want to like have people pay me on a one-on-one level in order to set all their stuff up. So, what I would like to do is maybe come up with some course. At least that's what I'm thinking at the moment. Now, I've done tech courses when I'm learning stuff. I mean, they're higher level tech courses, but even though they're higher level, sometimes the concepts are simple and I kind of get this feeling. It's like, why can't I wrap my head around this? Like, this, this, this shouldn't be that difficult to understand. And yet, I feel like I'm slamming my head against a desk. And so I get it. I get that sometimes learning tech stuff can be difficult. It can be frustrating. It can be aggravating. It can give you a headache. That's, that's just the way it is sometimes. But that doesn't mean it has to be that way. So I keep asking myself, what can I do about it? Now, ideally, I would like to create a course that is... I want to say idiot-proof, but I can't control to uh, what level people are able to learn things or how fast they can learn things. My definition, put, put simply, my definition of an idiot is not going to be the same as someone else's, but I also don't want to limit people by saying, oh, you're not capable of doing this, you're not capable of doing that. What I would like to do is maybe determine who is, who's the person that needs to be the one setting this up? Who's the one that has sufficient skill in order to do something with this knowledge that I'm making available? Because not everyone starting a business needs to be doing everything themselves. In fact, I don't think really anyone starting a business needs to be doing everything themselves. Everyone needs to get help when and where they can as much as possible. So uh, I kind of think that if you can pay someone to set up your tech stuff, that's, that's perfect. Uh, but, but if not, because like I was saying, you get a, 
a bit ago, not everyone's going to have the money to pay for everything. What I, what I think I'm looking for is someone who's resourceful enough to be able to take the information that I would create and provide, which I would try to make as uh, foolproof as possible. Uh, I like the term Eli 5. Explain it like I'm 5, because you're not... Uh, I have, even though I've said it a couple times in this course, I've been trying, or course, this episode, I've been trying to think about other things that I can say instead. The truth is, I really like the Eli 5. Explain it like I'm 5. Because it's not, you're not saying that anyone's stupid, it's rather, you know, I'm going to explain this like I'm 5, or like you're 5, or just... I, it's like I'm explaining this for a five-year-old because hypothetically if a five-year-old can understand it, anyone should be able to understand it. At least that, that that's the hope. Uh, that a, if a five-year-old can understand it, anyone can understand it. So that that's what I am working on. What I'm trying to accomplish. <clears throat> And that's the end of this episode, because uh, I have arrived at my destination. So, try to figure out how you can help people, and use the knowledge you've accumulated over years, because that's why you've accumulated, so you could do something with it. Uh, thanks for listening, I'll talk to you later.